Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Don't you realize that the enemy is after our focus? I mean, if he can throw anything at us that's going to distract us, to discourage us, or to disturb us, no matter how insignificant it is, then he feel he have won the battle. Well, listen, you know, so many times we let things distract us that we shouldn't. And I want to talk about on this episode, and I want to entitle this one, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Man of From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty, pursuing my destiny, pursuing my destiny, yeah. Tell me, how bad do you want it? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? I'm your host, Jesse E. Canty. Got a lot to say. It won't be on this in real long. I don't plan to be on this real, real long, but I want to get into it right now. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come, God, and have a conversation um, with these wise subjects that you have dropped in my spirit. I pray that right now that the Holy Spirit enable us and empower us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't sweat the small stuff, man. This is one that I really wanted to get into because I think it's a nugget uh, 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 of truth that will benefit every one of us at some point in our life, our lives. We have to understand and we have to admit and realize that as I opened up and said, there are so many times in our lives, I would say at least every day of our lives that we are being approached with things that does not matter, but yet try to set us on edge. In other words, tick us off, get us unfocused, distract us, pull us up, put, make us unease, <laughs> make us be at unease uh, because we have allowed something to grab or to seize our attention. Now I'm, t- I'm making this podcast, but yet I deal with the same issues. And I'm realizing, say, wait a minute. I have been allowing the enemy to, to use something so minor, so insignificant. And I'm going to give you certain illustrations in a minute that it sets my whole day off down the path I shouldn't even be on. And it distracts me. Well, listen here, Richard, uh, what is his name? Richard Carson, I believe. Richard Carson is one, he's wrote a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. But before I even knew who coined that phrase, I remember hearing that growing up. Don't sweat the small stuff. It means in a short version, it means don't worry about it. But I think it means a whole lot much more than that. 
You know, it is a phrase that someone may have told us when we was growing up, whenever you were angry, whenever you was annoyed, whenever you was worried about something, they may say, don't sweat the small stuff. But I believe essentially it means also to not focus, not to allow our energy to be focused on things that don't hold significant important in our lives. So if the enemy can use insignificant things to distract or seize our focus and our energy, then he have pulled us from the main thing and have us frustrated, have our emotions. See, it's all about your emotions. <laughs> if he can toy with our emotions and put us in a bad mood over something that's insignificant, that maybe it approached you for 30 seconds in your life. But that small issue can affect anywhere from six to 24 hours of your day. I mean, you go, and then we, something that's so small happened to us and we carry it to work or we carry it to our friends, a conversation where we have with our friends or whatever. And we start to tell them, this is what happened. That person tried me and it goes on and lingers on throughout your day. Something that was so insignificant. And we think where well, we just conversing with one another. I'm just telling them because that's my friend and that's what we can do. When truthfully, you have allowed yourself on the sly tip to be distracted by something insignificant. You have allowed your whole focus mentally. You do realize that there is a such thing as mental fatigue. Mentally, we are worn out. It happens. Our brains get tired. We need to rest we need to sleep. We need to be at peace. We need to recoup and recharge. So if that is true about our brains, then that means that we have, an, have, have a, um, there is a limited amount of energy that we have mentally and we can be spending it or allowing it to be spent in areas or on issues that is insignificant. I love that word insignificant. It basically means things that don't even matter. People that don't even matter. Issues that don't even matter. And I get passionate about this because I'm talking to Jesse. How many times, and I'm better at it now, but it's still the truth. It's still, I'm still working on it. How many times have I allowed something to even either make me angry that don't even matter. Somebody turn around. I don't even know this person. The person don't even know me. And they don't say, listen, they sit here saying that you doing this, you did that. I mean, I can give you 50, 11 different examples. How a word got back to me that somebody who don't even know me or may not even hold a dear place in my heart. Let's just tell the truth. Not even in my circle said something that was, as Mike Tyson would say, that was ludicrous. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was false and untrue. And I let that thing set me off, man, and it caused me to start talking to other people. This is what's being said about me. And half of the time, the things I'm, I'm repeating to somebody else who I know, they never even heard it. So now I took what the enemy said, as Bishop Jakes would say, 
gave the enemy my microphone and made him bigger and gave what he, the little rock he threw at me. I put it on the stage and allow other people to hear it. And it distracted me. It made me angry. It made me annoyed. It made me start worrying about something I shouldn't even be worrying about. This is when we are sweating the small stuff. This episode is so important because I guarantee you, everybody who's listening right now, I promise you, if it not, if it hadn't happened yesterday, it may try to approach you today. The enemy will bring something at you that is insignificant. It doesn't, it may matter to somebody, but it may not be, it may not hold a significant uh, purpose to your destiny, to your journey. Can't let things just rob your focus. We got to learn how to let things go that don't matter. I would say it this way. If it's not standing in front of my way and impeding my progress to pursue who God called me to be, to uh, achieve things within my life and accomplish what I was assigned to accomplish. If it's not impeding my pathway, then we should not stop and go tend to it. That reminds me of a story in the Bible real briefly. Oh man, who was that? I remember they says a uh, uh, Sam Ballad and Tobiah. Uh, came to Nehemiah. Nehemiah was rebuilding a wall. Nehemiah saw a purpose. He saw something. Listen to me now, because I'm not really talking about Nehemiah. I'm talking about you. He saw purpose that was greater than anything else he was doing. And he put his attention to it. That's what we should be doing in life. <clears throat> Finding your purpose. And he put his hands to rebuilding the wall, uh, I believe, around Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, when you go to do a good thing, evil is presence. Whenever you go to do something that you're focused and you're trying to pursue your destiny, and I use that right there as a generic term to basically saying you are trying to accomplish something that you feel that you have been assigned by God to do. There, the enemy will show up. The Bible said that good, wherever good is, evil is present. He'll pop his head. So whenever Nehemiah focused on rebuilding the wall and he had a team of people that working with him. And when he focused on rebuilding the wall, all of a sudden, Sam Ballin and Tobiah, I hope I'm saying that right. They came to them and asked for a meeting uh, to go down in the, they said he asked him to come off the wall and to come meet with me, meet with us in the Valley of Ono. And need I say that Nehemiah looked at Sambat and Tobiah and said, Oh no, <laughs> I'm not stopping the work that is more important. Hear me now. I am not stopping this work that is so important, that's greater than you, that's greater than me, I'm going to allow you to steal moments of my time, moments of my uh, 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 strength in my mind and focus that's in my mind to come down and talk to you about nonsense. He said, oh no. He says, I will not stop building this wall to come down, <laughs> listen to that, and talk to you. 
There are some people who throw stuff at you, who gossip about you. Uh, the enemy will throw things at you because he's trying to bring you down to his level. He's trying to get you. You're trying to put your hands to do a great work. And that's when the enemy will throw stuff at you to distract you. And he will use to some degree, sometimes he will use measures of truth. In other words, he can come at you if you're trying to do something that's significant, uh, build a house, buy a house, open a business, doing anything that can cost you uh, great finances, that's going to have to cost you uh, great assistance, people going to have to help you, uh, that's going to come with that, whatever it is. He will start to work overtime in your head. He'll throw a little insignificant stuff at you. Like you don't, nobody, uh, you don't have the money. Nobody going to support you. These are small things that the enemy will throw at you that will cause you to sweat the small stuff, get discouraged, want to quit, get frustrated. He will throw things at you. He is laying the bricks. I'm just using the illustration. You're trying to build a house, working on the foundation, getting ready to lay the bricks and an idea comes in your head, a voice comes in your head and says, you don't have the money to put the roof on. You're not even at that place yet. He will all here say something like, uh, how in the world you're going to get to work? You're trying to build a house. And I'm using illustrations again. You're trying to build a house and he's trying to get you to worry on what car going to be in your driveway. The point I'm trying to make is whenever you put your mind to do something that is significant, the enemy will use people uh, and, and, and also use things to try to distract you because what he's bringing to you is something that's not even before you now. You are worried about what could happen two years from now. You are worried about what could happen six months from now instead of make putting one foot in front of the other and do what you can do now. He's distracting you with small things that I promise, let me tell you this here, that God already got covered. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. that wants you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that's be so, listen, drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. I want you to have a blessed day. You have to take it day by day. And let me tell you this, man, when you don't sweat the small stuff and quit allowing the enemy to play tennis, to play ping pong with our thoughts. I mean, he's just tossing our mind all over the place. Bible calls it a double-minded man who is unstable in all his ways. What does it say after that? Let not that type of man think he should receive anything because our thought pattern, our focus is too inconsistent. One minute we believe God, the next minute we don't. One minute we focus on what we're trying to do and we're, we're, we're pursuing our destiny, etc. And then the next minute we're giving up. 
One minute you believe that you're going to do this and you're excited about it. And then the next one, you're the opposite. The Bible says that's double mindedness. It doesn't mean that we're always going to feel encouraged and always feel strong, but you got to learn. Listen, I'm going to say something. You and I have to learn to master your emotions. Figure out the game that the enemy been running on us day after day. Distraction is one of his deadly weapons. Discouragement and to disturb your peace. These are strategies from Satan. And he's trying to get you off out of your place of peace. Might I say it's been working for a lot of y'all or a lot of us. But this is why I believe that the Holy Spirit is bringing us to us to make us aware and realize everything that is significant in your life. God got you covered. Everything that is insignificant in your life. Don't worry about it. I think I heard a kid say, Kuna Matata. It's a wonderful phrase. <laughs> that means no worries. Now, I know <laughs> realistically, and everything I'm saying is realistically, <laughs> we got things that will linger on our mind. But still, we have to wrestle or learn to stop wrestling with it and place it at the hand of God, at the feet of God. And if it's something ahead of time and we hadn't approached that yet, give to God and focus on your today. Do not rob yourself of your moment worrying about what can happen that ain't even approached itself yet. A lot of times we sweat the small stuff and we worry about stuff. And I'm going to say this right here. Because we don't have patience. We don't have patience, man. And the enemy will work on us because you remember that commercial? I want my money. It's my money. And I want it now. <laughs> you remember hearing that commercial? Ooh, that thing get on my nerve, man. Only thing about it is, I think they said that so many times in that commercial. And that can get embedded in our thoughts. And that is the enemy of patience. I mean, I'm just not trying to take it out of context, but let's just use the truth. Just tell the truth. Most of the time, there are things that we want in our life. And when we want it, boy, we want it now. <laughs> we want it now. And it don't work that way, especially when it comes down to things that God has for you. If God don't teach you anything else, he's going to teach you faith and going to teach you patience. And from teaching you faith and teaching you patience, patience, you're going to learn. Before you get it, you're going to learn to develop perseverance. You can't get around it, man. So when he's teaching us patience, you got to realize what is it? Patience is, the ability, is not the ability to wait, but it's the ability to keep a good attitude while you're waiting. That's what they say. Patience is not just the ability to wait, it's to keep a good attitude while you're waiting. So when the enemy throws small stuff at you, trying to rush you or have your mind focus on something that's before it's time, you got to learn to wait and get put that thing in the hand of God. Now, let me stop, pause for a minute and give a little side note, because to some people don't sweat the small stuff, it's small people. 
People who come in and whispering stuff to you, I think I already dealt with this already. Whispering stuff to you, ignore them. Ignore them. If they are not placed to, if they don't have, have a, a direct, or let me say it this way. If they don't play as a star in your leading role concerning your life, ignore them. They can be background fillers. Ignore the chatter. Don't let somebody who's driving because they hooked the horn and threw you a bird. It's done ticked you off for the whole day. It done took your mind and done made you frustrated. And by lunchtime, you still ticked off about it and don't even know them and probably never see them again. Insignificant. You're sweating the small stuff. Oh, you don't heard a rumor I got back about you. I think I covered these already, man. Don't sweat the small stuff. Let's get back to patience. You realize with patience, to lose patience, Mahatma Gandhi said this, to lose patience is to lose the battle. If you, if the enemy can get our patience and we done lost our patience and we just want it now. <laughs> I still laugh when I hear that commercial, man. I think about it. We done lost the battle because now he got us so frustrated, man, toying with our emotions. Patience is when you're supposed to be mad or upset, but you choose to be understanding and have peace. You can't if you if you don't have peace in the midst of your no or not now answer from God, you don't have patience. I put on Facebook the other day, and a lot of, time, a lot of times now I try to post things for me. Or that will edify the other person. If it don't, and I put that on Facebook the other day too. If it don't edify, I try not to post it. And I put on there, Lord, thank you for increasing my patience or teaching me patience. Patience. Because that is so powerful to deal with the things that God uh, is going to bring to you. One of the secret weapons you and I need to possess is patience. The ability to wait and understand that everything comes to you at the right time. Quit trying to, Bishop Jakes would say, quit trying to eat in the morning what was meant for you in the evening. Which means everything in life is designed to come at the time when you're ready to handle it. You got to have patience, you got to have persistence, and you got to have perseverance in order to be successful in life. And when the enemy come at us to sweat the small stuff, he is attacking our patience. He is attacking our persistence because he'll get us frustrated. And we don't even want to, we don't even, we stop doing what we're supposed to do. And he will attack our perseverance, our ability to endure. Tell me this right here is not profound. A statement from David Allen says this. Patience is the calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order than the way uh, or different than the order you have in your mind. Let me say that again. Patience is the calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order than the one you have in your mind. That's a nice way of telling you, you ain't God. And God doesn't take rights and lefts and go 200 yards and make another left. He don't follow our instructions. He don't move when we think he should move. 
So God can bring things to pass totally different from the way we thought it was going to happen. But yet you okay with it. That's when you are operating in patience and you are realizing that you're not going to allow the enemy to continue to take your thoughts from the right to the left and worry you and frustrate you over something that you cannot control. Or as again, something that's insignificant. Patience in another way too, it's a form of of wisdom. And I, you know, I love wisdom. Having patience is a form of wisdom. I mean, it demonstrates that we understand when you have patience, you demonstrate that you understand and that you accept the fact that some things must unfold in their own time. You can't force something. It ain't going to come overnight. Trust the process. Your time coming. But meanwhile, you got to do the work. And the results will handle themselves. Tony Gaskin said something similar to that one time. You got to just trust the process. But you can't do none of that stuff. And the enemy knows he want to get us out of the place where we're supposed to be. By throwing things at us. You know, it's an old saying, he'll throw everything Excuse me. He'll throw everything at you and he want to see what would stick. <laughs> In other words, he'll throw, he'll throw a bunch of insignificant, small, silly stuff at us. And he want to see what we retain in our mind. If he throw 20 things at us and we retain two of them, then he did not strike out. <laughs> he was successful because he allowed something to dwell in our thoughts, to distract us, to get in our mind. That don't even matter. I mean, why are we letting things that don't even matter play an important starting role in our life? Sometimes things ain't even worthy to be repeated. The way God gave it to me, and I'm about done, the way God gave it to me years ago, and listen to this, please. I use it as two illustrations. He was teaching me something years ago. My wife gonna remember this. When we was going through things and so much stuff was being said and finding its way back to me, and I used to, I came from the mindset of I I one eight hundred confront a joker. If I hear you say something about me that I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna say it the right way. If I heard you say something about me that was bull crap, that wouldn't wasn't true. Man, I ain't going to walk around and deny it to people. I'm going to go right to you and say, listen, I heard you said this here, da, 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 da. That's the way I used to be. And God started dealing with me as I grew in him. He says, these things, you need to quit you allowing, uh, expending your energy on silly stuff. People that don't even matter. You ain't got to have them in your corner, corner. They can lie. They can hate you. Quit trying to make everybody love you. Quit trying to explain yourself to people who don't even want you to succeed. You're wasting time, Jesse. So the way he gave it to me, and when he started telling me this stuff and teaching me this stuff, the Spirit of God spoke to me, and he revealed it, he revealed it to me in the way that I understand it. Quit letting people be a blip on your radar. I mean, wouldn't it be distracting? You know what a radar is. A radar is designed to catch uh to detect 
uh, aircraft uh, uh, vehicles, uh, missiles or anything like that, that can be detrimental to uh, 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 your space, your airspace, your space. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be bad if you had a mental radar and we do words get back to us and this and that you got a mental radar that's scanning 360 degrees and you allowing search. you, we only supposed to allow the things that are detrimental to our destiny. We should be dealing with. Wouldn't it be bad if you had a radar that scanned 360 degrees and it is so sensitive that it can detect, detect even gnats. What if your radar picked up on every fly? Every snowflake. Do you know how distracted your mind would be? He told me, don't let them be a blip on your radar. Quit detecting stuff that is not a threat to your homeland security. <laughs> Another way he told me is if you go through a place, a neighborhood, and they got speed bumps. And he says, do anybody come to the, well, I'm pretty sure somebody do it. He says, but don't it'd be crazy to come to a speed bump and put it in park. A speed bump is not designed to stop you. A speed bump was designed to slow you down and go over it. And he taught me to start using people. <clears throat> stop letting them be stop signs in my life and start to treat them as speed bumps. Whatever I got to deal with, I'm going to slow down and deal with it that I have to deal with. Other than that, I'm going to get over it and keep on going. I'm telling you in my closing, don't sweat the small stuff. Start to learn how to let things go that was never meant to for you to embrace. You don't have to shut everybody's mouth. The dumbest thing we can ever say is don't let my name come out your mouth. You can't control what people say. In fact, quit worrying about what come out of their mouth and get back to pursuing your destiny. Be blessed. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty and the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's swipe spelled with the Y or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.